You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. For many organizations and individuals, charitable giving is about more than fundraising and meeting needs. It's about creating lasting social change. A principle strongly supported by Macmillan Estate Planning and one that is well represented by Hope Ethiopia. It's a Calgary-based nonprofit organization that focuses its work on caring for orphan children and raising leaders of the next generation. To tell us more, we are joined in this opening segment by two of the founders of Hope Ethiopia, Glenda Dubienski and Wayne King, who continue to devote much time and effort to building bridges of hope. Glenda vividly remembers her first visit to that region of Africa. It was uh, profoundly impacting because um, the village in which um, our project is located in, in Ethiopia It's a very poor um, village. It's rural. It's, um, um, there's very little, there was very little there when I first visited. The children were very dirty. All those pictures of the kids covered in flies. Yes, you would see that in 2010. Um, It tugs at your heart. And, um, but the beautiful thing was, is we were granted an opportunity to do community mapping with different groups in that village at which time we met with um, youth from the high school, seniors, and even parents, and asked them uh, in a design workshop type session, um, what do you see are the needs in your community, and who are the champions in your community, and how can we work together to meet some of these needs? And so what really struck me um, in that very first visit that I had there was the willingness to collaborate. Um, We came in with a a very humble posture and just offered ourselves in a manner to serve the community. We certainly did not want to impose anything upon them. And it was in that, from that posture, that things were revealed about the people of that area that, again, I have to say, I just fell in love with the people. They were astonishing, and their needs were like everybody else's needs, you know, health care, education, clean water, let's have some roads, maybe some telecommunications. Yeah, it was very, there was a really beautiful connection, and there were so many commonalities that were realized, which really uh, connected us, I believe. There's always the vision, but then there's the execution. So, yeah, when we visited the local village um, that where the land was being granted to us, uh, we found and got to know the people. It was kind of funny. The first time I was there, I, you know, I showed up wearing a suit. They thought I was going to grow a flower plantation, and you know, it was kind of funny. <laughs> and we got to know the people, and, and we found that empowering the local people was the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And we visited the local schools in the really impo- very poor school conditions they were in. And at the time, I was shocked that there was such a low female ratio, like 15% Mm -hmm. maybe, in grade 10. And the school stopped at grade 10. So I said, what do kids do after grade 10? No, they they just can't. They stop at grade 10. Mm -hmm. So that just shocked me. And I, you know, we 
we then met the Ministry of Education later in, in the country and worked with the local community and, and helped them help, you know, bring in grade 11 and grade 12. And then finally in grade, in 2012, grade 12 students graduated from that high school. First time, mm-hmm. really in a rural village, which is usually people would have to travel to Addis and, you know, you'd be lucky if you had 0.01% might go that type of way. And, and in that year, 2012, we graduated 89 students in grade 12. And, and many of those went on to university. And so it continued later in 2013, 2014, again this year. And so that's what really encourages and I get excited about is seeing that change. And, and we brought teachers from Calgary here, mm-hmm. many teachers and many doctors and many different engineers and many different disciplines, mm-hmm. construction workers, many different people have traveled now to the project site from Calgary and Alberta and around Canada, around the world. And uh, they get to help out, whether it's in the school or the medical center or what have you. And I sense for you, Wayne, that is a particularly important goal of Hope Ethiopia and even the program today to encourage and inspire people to join this effort. For sure. I, 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 I try to encourage everybody I speak to is, you know, take your whole family. I've brought my own children over. My wife and I have traveled with our three sons as, as young as they are. They were uh, maybe like five or six years old, our youngest, when we first uh, had him going over. And since then, my oldest son's traveled back and forth a few times and connected with the local people. And they learn a lot, I think. I think our own children learn much more by traveling around mm-hmm. to this part of the world. And they get to realize how blessed they are to live here in, in Alberta and in Canada. Glenda, anything you'd want to add to those comments, particularly what you have seen and experienced yourself? Um, I have to say that um, I find it very interesting when uh, when we start talking about, you know, bringing people over to, to partner with us. Um, we've had a lot of individuals that have come alongside to work with us. They bring their time, treasure, talent, shall we say, and uh, plug in um, in whatever whatever way they feel led, um, whether it's like CEO from a petroleum company in Calgary or a, a Canadian renowned artist, um, or whether it's an eMERGE doc from the Foothills Hospital or varsity athletes from the University of Calgary or Queens, you know, they come, they plug in, they offer whatever it is they have to offer, um, and. Um, it's astonishing to see they come with a preconceived idea. This is what I expect I'm going to offer. And they get there and they realize that, yeah, that's something I can do and I can share it with someone and I can empower them to do the same thing. But the greatest impact is made when those individuals connect with another individual on the ground. And you, can, you see this all the time, time and time again. It's one kid with a snake bite who's, which will not recover who ends up being, we are investing three to four years in this little boy's life, um, still to this day trying to help him to get health care. But the number of individuals that have been involved in Mamusha's life, uh, I can't, I couldn't count them all. Every one of them has been touched by the plight of this child and has been changed by the interaction with someone that they thought was needy. And yet you look at that kid and realize your own sense of need and uh, how beautiful that connection is and, and just the, the power of just one moment of love, 
you know. One of the things with Hope Ethiopia that we really strongly believe in is being a bridge, you know, bridging the nations, uh, bringing the, shall we say, the haves with the have-nots. Sometimes it's very confusing about which is which when you're on the ground. Um, But people are changed in this process. And why? Why? Because we love the people. It's really easy to do that, and we want the best for them. And why should they not have equal opportunity to what we have here? And can you share a few stories of Hope Found? Well, I think uh, the one that's really great is uh, a, a boy named Tesfai. And uh, if you YouTube Hope Ethiopia Education, you'll see Dr. Ralph, Glenda's uh, husband, he was interviewing this boy, caught him sitting by the fence studying I think it was physics, Mm -hmm. and he was in grade nine, and Ralph was asking, what would you like to be when you grow up? What do you want to, what's your, and he says, I want to be a doctor. And then later we found out that this boy, his name was Tesfai, and I went back the next month or two later, and I was there, and I got to meet him, and I got to, you know, meet his teachers and his headmaster and some of the local people, and I said, well, Hope Ethiopia would like to help you with that, see what we can do. And, you know, we just a handshake contract, if you want to sell it. And it was like, you, we will help you become a doctor if you work hard. We'll help you with your, you know, a little bit of funding. If uh, you can come back someday and become the doctor of this village. And uh, that boy now is in his third year of medical school. It's quite an exciting story. Uh, I I learned several years later, I didn't know what TESPI translated to in their local language. And I learned this probably three or four years afterward that it translated to hope. Mm. And that just really blew me away. You know, that, <laughs> how does that happen, right? And uh, that's, he was one of those guys good. that you're drawn to, too. Tesfai has a presence about him, and you can see, yeah, there's greatness on this young man. And, um, uh, and as he draws others, not just the Ferengis that are visiting, right? Uh, he really is a role model in that community. And since uh, getting into medical school, there's another young man who was a very poor fellow who, um, whose mother actually has a little bar to sort of raise money for the family, not doing very well. But uh, he wanted to do medical school as well, but he thought, no, there's no opportunity. I'll just go do some vocational training. His name is Teraku. And um, Tesfai... Uh, Tesfai really spoke to him. And when we, when we met with him, we said, Teraku, you are too brilliant to just decide that you're going to put aside your dreams to become a doctor. So let's see where this goes. We're going to encourage you in school. And if you get into medical school, we're going to sponsor you. Sure enough, he made it into medical school this year. So it's being paid forward. There's mm-hmm. this ripple effect, this encouragement that is going on. And uh, no one would have ever thought that there might be a doctor in that community, let alone two. That's hope. Yeah. Yeah. And there's many, many other stories like that now from the, you know, there's roughly 100 students graduating there Mm -hmm. per year. And about 30% of them girls. Yeah. 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 And they're going on and and getting their studies, which is very exciting now. Some of them have graduated. Might there be Mm -hmm. one more story you could share, Glenda? Well, I'm personally very proud of a young woman named Dina, who the first time I met her, she was very pregnant um, with a child and actually feeling uh, quite ashamed of that uh, situation that she found herself in. She, um, 
she'd been involved in the sex trade for many, many years. And, uh, but she really was trying to find a way out and a way that she could feed her family. Um, she had two other children and then this little girl was coming. She was on her way. And, um, so Dina, um, we offered her a position in our tailoring school and we provided her with um, counseling and so trauma counseling. She'd had a really abusive um, young life. And, um, and Dina now has a thriving business where she actually has three other women that she's employed in her, in her tailoring business. And she works in an area called Nyabasindu in Kigali, which is uh, one of the bigger slums in, the, in that city. And she now mentors 30 businesswomen from that slum. Every Monday afternoon, uh, you'll find them. And they'll usually be there for four or five hours. And they do everything from, you know, some leadership training from Dina's perspective. And uh, they pray together and they, they reach out to other women. They provide a little bit of assistance if someone's having a particularly difficult time. And... Um, it's astonishing to me. Yeah, hope really does go a long way. Yeah, it really does. And when we come back after this short break, our story of bridging the gap continues. This is The Strong Room. <laughs> 